1: Welcome to Call Waiting. It's me, your friend, Robin Shaw. Hope you're all doing well. I'm really excited for today's episode. The topic is, my parents are so overprotective. Or my parents were so overprotective because I feel like a lot of these stories are going to be taking place in the past as many of you do not live with your parents anymore. And I'm really excited to hear your stories. I have a story of my own. But before I do, let's do some... Clean up, some (laughs) housekeeping, whatever the phrase is. I am going on tour, which I'm so excited about. I hope you guys could come out and see the Robin Shaw experience. It is called the Robin Shaw experience because it is exactly that. It is an experience. There is comedy. There's videos. There's there's you guys. Some of you come on stage. There's games. There's dancing. It is. I can't. People are like, but can you explain it? I'm like, it's an it's a Robin Shaw experience. You want to live my life or the chaos of my brain? Come to a show. You'll laugh. You'll have a great time. Bring some friends. Bring your relatives. They don't need to follow me. They'll, within minutes, get caught up and have a great time. Uh, for tickets, go to robinshawl.com. I'm going to Minneapolis, Kansas City, Dallas, Houston, Miami, Boston, and Atlantic City. So that's tickets at robinshaw.com. Okay. Now my parents are overprotective. Not me. My parents didn't even care about me. <laughs> what happened was I'm third child. And I think what happens, and we could, we'll figure this out as call star coming in. But I think what happens is parents get less strict, the more kids they have. So when my parents had their first child, which is my oldest brother, CIA, they were much more strict with him. Now, let me just say my parents were not strict at all, even with him, but he had a bedtime, he had a curfew. He, they were like on top of his schoolwork. Right. And then security came along and securities. Okay. So let's say CIA had to go to bed at eight o'clock when he was 10. Right. When security came along. So it was like eight o'clock, then security was 10 o'clock. And then when I came along, I didn't have a bedtime or CIA's curfew, when he went out with friends, he had to be home by 10. When, when security went out, he had to be home by midnight. And then when I went out, I didn't have a curfew. So it was just, they got less and less strict as each kid. So with me, they really didn't care. I could, I was, I was running loose. I was running the town, you know, but They pick and choose random moments of time to be very strict, even though they're not strict, but like they'll pull it out of nowhere. So one time I was in high school, I think I was in 11th grade and my friend Alana picks me up. She was two years older than me. I don't know, maybe around nine o'clock and we go out. Now I didn't have a curfew. I didn't have a time. I had to be home. Usually my mom would say, call before two to let me know where you are. And I'm like, okay, right now, this is before like I had a cell phone, but I don't think it was like, did I have a cell phone? I don't even remember. Maybe. But I don't think like you turned it on. Like it wasn't like a normal cell phone. This was 1905. (laughs) I don't know when this was, but do the math. I was born in 84 and I was uh, 16 or 17. Okay, so uh, I go out. Right. And now it's 1130. 11:30. That that no no need for concern. Well, all of a sudden my mom decided I should have been home at that time. So what does she do? She finds out Alana's parents' house line and calls Alana's mom and says, "Do you know where my daughter is? She went out with your daughter." And Alana's mom was like, "Oh, yeah, I think they went out, but I I don't know where." And then and, my, and Alana's mom's like, but I think they also went out with Amy. So then my mom finds, she goes, do you know Amy's mother's phone number? And Alana's mom, you know, they all know each other. So then my mom calls Amy's mom and Amy's mom's like, no, no, she's not with us. With Amy's home. Uh, do you have Dana's parents' phone number? So then my parents called Dana's. And then my pa- mom called Jen's and they started calling every single friend i had ever had from like birth until 16. And like she's ready to call the cops. I come home at 1202. She's standing on the lawn. Okay. Like pacing back and forth. Alana pulls up, and I'm like, Mom, what are you doing outside? She goes, Do you know what time it is? I'm like, No, what time is it? She's like, It's 12.05. And I'm like, Yeah. She's like, What time's your curfew? I was like, I don't have a curfew, Mom. She's like, Get inside. You're grounded. And I was so embarrassed. Like, now I don't care. Like, now she can't. She's like, Whatever. But back then, I was so embarrassed. Alana was two years older than me. She was like my cool friend. And not only did she yell at me in front of Alana, she called. She called Alana's mom, and she called Dana's mom, and Jess's mom, and I was so mad, and I kept saying to her, I never had a curfew. Why tonight? Out of all nights. And I don't even think she ever answered me. And then she she went back to not caring. Like, that was it. That was it. She didn't, she never cared ever again. So my point is my mother is not overprotective, but random moments in time she is. And my dad is really not overprotective, but he will probably never take, like never accept the fact that I'm an adult that dates men. Like I just think, like I could have a boyfriend for five, seven years and he is convinced they are my friend, you know, like I remember I was dating this guy for two years and I said, dad, you know, blah, blahs, uh, parents want to invite you over for Christmas. So the families can meet. And he goes, well, I mean, uh, you know, that's for someone who's like in a relationship. I'm like, dad, I live with this guy. <laughs> like, so all I'm saying is strict. No, but they're both a little, you know. Eccentric. uh All right. Well, let's bring security in and see if he has a similar vision of my parents uh, as I do.
2: I just have, well, first off, hi.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Good. How are you?
2: <laughs> I have one question. Why are you so happy? Because I'm, I'm listening to the story. Yeah. Now, you pulled up at 1202. Yeah. And then when mom yelled at you on the lawn, it was 1205. It took three minutes <laughs> For to, make it, <laughs> to make the sound waves from the car. To the lawn?
1: <laughs> security. Do you think the listeners are sitting there going, "Robin's math is not adding up," <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't let men listen to this podcast. <laughs> this is why we have a quota. We only allow twenty men to listen to this podcast <laughs> so that we can
2: keep complaints under twenty per episode. <laughs> Um okay yeah but no, I I the midnight thing for me it was midnight and I had to at least if call yeah. and let them know hey I'm still out or I'm home like it was yeah, very we didn't have strict but they were definitely but l- it was rand it was random. random it was always sometimes like at 11:45 I'd call say I'm going to be out past it doesn't matter come home now <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, But that's the thing because they didn't have many rules. We we were pretty good kids. We yeah. listened to them.
2: Yeah. When they said, "Okay, come home now." Yeah. Okay.
1: They were. I think. But do you agree? They got less strict as
2: yes the kids went on. Yes. If they had a fourth, like they did. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> they were still <laughs> out. They still out. Been, They had to come over from and <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, no. I mean, I feel I feel like uh CIA definitely like mm-hmm. could not go be out late. No. And I feel like maybe that's why not that he's smarter than us, but he definitely got better grades and I bet you it's because yeah. mom and dad made him study. Yeah. And then well also you just didn't do study? well.
2: Study <laughs> Wait, what's that
1: word? I I feel grateful. I feel like I had such an easy pass because you didn't do well in school. So then... uh, I'm so glad you're just
2: (laughs) telling everyone.
1: Now we're even for the complaint. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Three minutes to get to the lawn? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank you for. your. No problem. I had a really good idea. Yeah, it's actually not a good idea. Actually, as I just thought this idea, I already regret this idea. Now you got you to say it. What if we did an entire episode of end segments?
2: I love it. <laughs> I love it. I could hear people cheering (laughs) right now. You're
1: one fan. (laughs) One fan cheering. My mom throwing the desk like, no. (laughs) Um, Okay, one day we'll do that. All right, sounds cool. But like, so you're just going to do random games? I don't even know how that would work.
2: Yeah, and I'll throw in some. I don't know, a science experiment for you.
1: Okay. All right. Start planning it. I will. I okay. will. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You could take that week off. All, All right. right. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to open up the lines. Okay. Let's see what people uh, are going to say about their overprotective parents.
2: All right, Robin, we have Minette on the line. Hi, Minette. Hey, Robin. How are you? I'm good.
1: Welcome to call waiting. Today's episode is overprotective parents. So what do you have for us? Paint us a picture.
0: <laughs> so um, I was born here in the States. My parents were born in Cuba. So I'm Cuban American and mm-hmm. they were old fashioned. So they believed that their daughter should be chaperoned everywhere and anywhere that, that she would go. So okay. um, even like through like high school. Okay. I could handle it because other Cuban moms did it, but in college, We would go out dancing to a place that was called like the bomb squadron over by the airport. And my mother and another mom would sit and watch us dance and drink water while we were dancing. And I was you know, like college? In college. Yes. So I would go out dancing and with the other girls and my mom and this other mom would sit there and they would drink water. But it gets worse. So I meet my future (laughs) husband and um they decided that I can't go out with him by myself. At this time, I was uh, about 19 and a half. Um, I wasn't allowed to go out by myself. So I either had to go out with her on our dates, So she would sit in the back seat, and wherever we went, my mom would go. Or I would have to go out with, like, a cousin or an annoying little cousin or something. So I would do that the whole time. I worked, so I would always get away a little bit. Little did she know, I'm sorry, Mom, may you rest in peace, but... (laughs) She, yeah, I would I would sneak away. So he proposes we're going to get married. And the whole time we're getting ready for the wedding or whatever, my mother's going everywhere with us. The night before the wedding, we had to go to, church, to the church to do the rehearsal. And I said to her, Mom, I'm getting married tomorrow. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I get pregnant tonight. She said, and, you know, in Spanish it's a little more, you know, there's more emphasis, but she's like, what would people say (laughs) nobody nobody would know if I got if I got pregnant the night before I'm getting married she said I don't care people will see you arrive at the church by yourself and your your reputation would already your reputation would be ruined little did she know my reputation was already ruined but your reputation (laughs) would be ruined so I had to show up at my wedding rehearsal with my mother
1: in the back was um your husband scared that she was going to be a part of the marriage too like was that well, a well uh, he's my ex-husband
0: okay he's my ex-husband number one I'm on a, I'm on husband number three but anyway, okay. the trauma, Third time is the, the, charm. trauma. <laughs> the trauma <laughs> so um yeah so he he was like very American as American as they come from Indiana uh-huh. And he just didn't understand. God bless him, sweet as can be. Little did he know I really wanted to marry him so I could get out of the house. But that's a whole other show. Um, But he would just say, well, is your mom going to come live with us? And I would promise him, no, mom's not going to live with us. This is just because people might see us on the street by ourselves. And then my (laughs) reputation would be ruined.
1: Oh, my God, it's so so funny. You know, parents, like, think if they're around, then, like, kids won't be bad and won't do stuff. But to what you just said, we just sneak off. Like, we'll find a way to do bad things if we want to do bad things. But my mom was so sneaky, so I
0: used to work at a bank called Barnett Bank 100 years ago. And he, I met him because his father owned a service station next door. Well, he would come over at lunch and he would pick me up. And we, he had an apartment close by. I mean, we would just go have lunch. You know how that is. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, but you know what my mother would do? My mother would drive to the bank to see if my car was still there.
1: Let's say she's in the back seat on one of your dates with him, right? If he started uh-huh. kissing you, would she just like smack him in the back of the head? Like what would happen? Or would he just not kiss you?
0: Well, he wouldn't kiss me because he, he would definitely would think that was disrespectful he was very i have to say he was a very respectful gentleman so he would not in front of my mother the most he did was hold my hand my dad probably would have killed him if he did so
1: yeah. <laughs> and that's so, another episode <laughs> this is not the same, but one time my mom told me this story. She had cigarettes. Her dad used to go through her stuff all the time. It was like was pretty overprotective. And he found cigarettes in her bag. And my mom said, they're not mine, they're my friends. And my grandfather said, I believe you, but when you come home pregnant, don't tell me you're holding it for a friend. It's <laughs> like, great oh line, God, Grandma. Thank you for calling in and you're sharing welcome. your uh, overprotected mother with us. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for talking to me. Wait, did you know that story about no, mom no, and grandpa? No, that's great. I could see grandpa being super protective, yeah. can't you? Agreed. Agreed. She, yeah. Um, like grandpa, they had three daughters, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know. He was a tough, cook. Yeah. he was, he was friendly, but not like
2: cuddly, at yeah, no. grandfather. But like just hearing that call, that's like a total opposite of what you went through oh, yeah. growing up. <laughs>
1: total opposite. Oh yeah. My parents did like, because you know what I think, well, you know, like she's like, oh, my parents were nervous. <laughs> my parents were nervous about like, they're getting pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mom and dad knew no boys were touching me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Like I did not like. They were like that was like not a concern. <laughs> like, oh. like I had like the worst frizzy like like hair, acne, like <laughs> drool everywhere, like food stains on my shirt. <laughs> like they weren't like oh this is a our daughter is really getting <laughs> around. <laughs> they were just praying one day some man would take me away from them. All right, let's do another call.
2: Okay, Robin, we have Laura on the line. Hey,
1: Laura, welcome to Call Waiting. Hi, Robin, how are you? I'm good. So today is overprotective
3: parents' day, so tell us your story. So I have an overprotective father, and every time I get a new car, he sticks me in the trunk of the car and tells me to try to get out. That way, if I am ever abducted, I'll know how to escape. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Oh my, when did this start? Uh, it started when I got my first car at 17 and it was a 1985 Jetta. And so no bells and whistles. And <laughs> I was really excited to have the car. He pops the trunk and he goes, get in. And every car I've had after that, he's done it. And the only way I've been able to stop it is I started to buy SUVs.
1: I'm <laughs> sorry. You know why? You know why this is giving me anxiety? It's because I'm like putting myself in your position and I know my dad and he struggles to open up a trunk. (laughs) Like he can't open up his car, like he can't open up a pill bottle. Like he's such a fumbly guy. And I could see him locking me in and then me not being able to get out, and then him forgetting how to open up the trunk to his car. Do you know what I mean? And then him having to call the police on himself and it just being a whole freaking disaster. (laughs) Oh my god, that's crazy. So now, do you know how to get out of a
3: trunk? Like, did your dad do you right by teaching you this? skill yes well so back when cars were had no frills and and i got my 1985 car in 1998 so uh it tells you how old it was but yeah um, back then it was pitch dark when you would get into a trunk but now they have new safety features where there's actually a glow-in-the-dark little hatch pull so my next car when i got into that i was so excited to see there was a glow-in-the-dark hatch pull so i didn't have to figure out where to to go to but if anybody well, needs you know, to th- know this is
1: a good tip see i <laughs> didn't know that so you know, now if i ever get locked in a trunk look for the glowy tip yeah, there's
3: a little latch behind where the license plate would be
1: you know this so is turning into know. an educational show and i didn't you know what can you thank your dad uh, for all of us for teaching us this you know we wouldn't have known this otherwise exactly i will i'll let him know I mean, I would have been fine going my entire life not knowing this, but I'm glad now to know, God forbid, I'm in a trunk. Now we know how to get out <laughs> as long as it has all the gl- the glowy things. That's crazy. Yep. Did you get panic attacks when he would do this or no?
3: No, because I was kind of, old. I'm the middle child and I was the only one that would really like. Pay attention and listen when he would do these types of things. So it was just like one yeah. of many things that he's taught me how <laughs> how to get out of or do or whatever.
1: Look overprotective, yes, but I think he's teaching you life skills. So I I accept this one. Yeah, and I work in defense now, so it all paid off. Oh, <laughs> so yeah,
3: <laughs> so really he was just getting you ready for your life career. Exactly, exactly. He, <laughs> his phrase that he always says is "head on a swivel." So that's something. We're is used is
1: to. he? is he still alive yes well tell him robin said you did a good job dad i will he's celebrating (laughs) his 75th birthday very soon well and then tell him i also said happy birthday i will (laughs) all right thank you so much for coming on call waiting thank you can i just say one thing
4: you can say And this is
1: not a complaint okay she did seem much, like, the, the the listeners didn't hear this, but she did seem a lot more excited to talk to you than she did to me. Hey,
2: <laughs> like, well, uh,
1: like, when when she called in, like, I heard her go to you, security, I'm so excited to talk to you, and then you were like, I'm so excited to talk to you, and then you're like, I'm gonna put you through to rabbit, and then she comes in, and she's like, okay, so here's the story. <laughs> she, she... She wanted to get to the chase. <laughs> no, I agree. And she's very lovely. Yes, very nice. But I did pick up some <laughs> m- major excitement. <laughs> and that's why we're going to do a whole end segment yes. episode. I'm actually excited about that. Actually, this. I already
2: know the first one. What? We're going to put you in a trunk <laughs> of a car. I couldn't
1: do that because um, heights doesn't bother me at all, but small spaces, I'll freak out. I'd freak out also. Is that your thing, small spaces? Is that your thing you're scared of? Heights. Me. <laughs> uh, Rob. <laughs> All right, put through the next
2: call. All right, Robin, we have Hadas on the phone and she was on um a previous episode, the Thanksgiving episode.
1: Hi, Hadas. Hi, it's so nice to talk to you again. Oh, nice to talk to you again. Welcome back to Call Waiting. Thank you. I remember when I spoke to you last when we were calling you from your friend was, um I think the lie she told you to get you on the phone was that we needed her social security number, right?
5: Yes, I was totally shocked.
1: <laughs> you were a surprise call last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're more prepared now. You know, you did so good. The Thanksgiving episode is one of my favorite episodes we've
5: done. It was wonderful. I loved hearing it.
1: Uh, um, okay, so today's episode is about overprotective parents. So what do you have yeah. for us?
5: Okay, this story is from three weeks ago, because honestly, you can you can't find a month that I don't have a good story about it. Um, <laughs> this is about my mom. So three weeks ago, my mom had um, eye surgery a few weeks ago, and I was supposed to drive her in the morning to the doctor, to a doctor's appointment. So she said the night before, she said, you want to come over and sleep over at my place so that you won't have to like drive in the morning? And I said, I'm going out with a friend. It will be too late. All right. I go home to sleep. And at some point, I'm awoken by just this really loud buzzing and bang- banging in the middle of the night. I almost had a heart attack. I open the door. It's my mother. Now, like, what happened? Is it morning? Did I miss the appointment? And so what happened was a really long set of events that I was not aware of because I was asleep like a normal person. This was 2.30 in the morning. My mom thought that I was telling her that I will come late. And she woke up and I wasn't there. So she called the police (laughs) to tell them to go figure out if I'm alive and where am I. And then she also (laughs) called my brother and my brother came over to her place, drove her to my place, and she and she woke me, and then he had to drive her back. Now, the funny story is that my brother lives just next to me. And so I was like, but why didn't you come? Like, why yeah, did you we know the, the, the all- police come into your home? Okay, so the police is probably still looking for me because we never heard from them. I'm still at large. Oh, no. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine
1: this is the podcast that breaks their missing person case? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we found her. I know. They will have to, like, move my case from... your posters all over the police station and missing person and then they hear this podcast like we found her oh my gosh yeah why didn't your brother
5: just come over to see because my brother so I didn't even understand what was going on my mother just saw me and then left it was like what's happening oh my goodness my brother was like what's happening I don't understand And he started explaining it to me. And I was like, wait. And he was so pissed off because this was the middle of the night and he was so angry. (laughs) And I was like, but why didn't you come? And he said, I was, too embarrassed like I couldn't do it I couldn't come to your house and wake you up it was too embarrassing for me I didn't want to be a part of it I prefer to spend an hour and I, a half on the road and not to wake you up <laughs> No this
1: is definitely also because like I'm, I'm thinking about like my relationship with my brothers and they know if they dare wake me up they would have to deal with the raft of Robin so I think he's probably just like you know what I'd rather just be on the road than
5: deal with the a woman up because that's i know exactly, that's exactly my brother's calculation apparently oh like my god that's list. so
1: funny and so funny well i'm Again. glad we solved the case yes, <laughs> case closed.
5: I'm, I'm here <laughs> Sarah, please
1: stand down i have oh, to say funny. my mother
5: waking me up in the middle of the night in crazy situations is just a recurring thing because she always thinks i'm dead basically oh. <laughs>
1: You know what? I think that's just like um, like a neurotic mother thing. I feel like my mom's always um, security. Whenever he speaks to my mom, starts the conversation with everything's okay. Like, ends, <laughs> like and I once asked him, I said, "Why do we start a conversation with mom that?" And he goes, "Oh, because mom's always nervous when I call her that something's wrong." So he has to go, "Everything's okay." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" But I think that's yeah. just like you know, like a Jewish mother, just the anxiety and nerves, you know. Just definitely up. a
5: Jewish mother too, so that's also- how. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no it's in our blood it's in the dna it wouldn't be like that i don't have an animal but i once had a fish and oh did i check on it a lot but unfortunately it died so i didn't do a good job <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for coming on for this second time even though i know this is the first time thank you knew you. you were coming on <laughs> um all right T- good talk to you hopefully we'll good speak again you. soon right, show. bye Right, don't you have to call mom everything's okay hey how you doing like that's, <laughs> does she acknowledge does she still want you to do that after all these years yeah because if
2: I just start the conversation with hey mom what's wrong <laughs> That's like, that's how the conversation would start. So it's, hey, everything, I I call, I say, hey, mom, everything's okay. So I need, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's funny because I'm, like, if I don't hear
1: from you, if I text you and, like, I don't hear from you for a day, I'll think something's wrong. Yeah. How long does it have to be when you text me and I don't respond that you'll call the police?
2: Uh Wait, after I celebrate? No, <laughs> <laughs> no really. No, no, um, a day. A day. A day. Wait, night.
1: you'd go that long?
2: Well, no, you're right. Maybe like 12 12 hours? Hours 12 hours. Yeah. And if like I if mom calls me at like ate something and saying hey have you spoken to robin i'm like okay i think the the bachelor or real housewives on i'm not gonna call i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know the whole thing about you (laughs) sleeping i won't even interrupt you if if there's a good
1: show if it's like prime time yeah
2: i won't interrupt
1: i'm more about like sleep like i just don't want to be woken up for something stupid (laughs) (laughs)
2: like are are you alive
1: What stings you, stupid? Well, this is not funny. This is an inside joke that I I feel like is gonna go over everyone's head, right? Well, now I have to tell it. We were. Well, we can edit it out. <laughs> And no one will ever know that this exists. Okay, um, uh, we were on the road. i forgot what's I think we're in Toronto, and mm-hmm. we, me, security, and my mom were playing charades. And my mom was d- did um what was her movie? A uh, uh, Barbie. Barbie. The Barbie movie. And she was trying to do B and like like you know, and we just weren't getting what she was acting out. And she was trying to act out like a bee that stings you, so she could do Barbie. And we just weren't getting it. And eventually, she just yells at us. She goes, "What stings?" You stupid. (laughs) And I first of all, she's never called us stupid before. And it was so violent. What stings you stupid? I told you, it's not funny. It's just hearing her call is stupid with her Brooklyn accent was just gold. Should we edit this story out? <laughs> Let's keep it. Is anyone still listening to this podcast?
2: Are you there? All right. Should we put through another call? Okay. Okay, Robin, we have Robin on the line.
1: Hi, Robin. You have such a beautiful name. Hi, Robin. You know
6: what? I love your why. I wanted a why in oh, my name. I might
1: have to change are it. You, are
6: you an I? I'm an I, and it's all good. There were really no other Robins when I was growing up, but You know, most of them are like Batman and Robin.
1: You might have fun that anyway. Mm. See, And that's why I always wanted to be I because I only everyone else was I. And I thought my parents Um. misspelled my name. And I'm like, excuse me. I already have so many learning disabilities. Now you have to throw in harder letters. Um, uh, But anyway, beautiful, beautiful name. So tell us, speaking of parents, today is Overprotective Parents Day. So tell us your story. So my story takes place in
6: the fabulous 80s. Just to uh, put a little disclaimer, in my lifetime, those were not the most protective parent days <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't have cell phones or texting or, you know, find my location. Or internet,
1: my like, yeah. Internet,
6: nothing. No one could look up who you were with, right? So I was in high school, and um, my two best friends, girlfriends, Um, the one had a boyfriend who was 18 years old. I mean, that was a big deal. We were sophomores and they, he and his friends got us tickets to go see ACDC in San Francisco. I grew up North of San Francisco in this small little town across the Golden Gate Bridge. And so of course we probably made some fib up to our parents that we were, you know, going to a friend's house, whatever, but they were going to sleep over at my house after the concert that night. So we drove to the concert literally across the Golden Gate Bridge. This boy, this older boy, we were not old enough to drive it. Had, I don't know if you know what a Chevy El Camino was at the time. If you've seen mm-hmm. that car, it's like a pickup truck, but with just a front seat and then the back okay. is a truck bed. And so, of course, no seatbelts back then. The truck bed had like a cover on it. So we literally like had to lay down in the back to drive, you know, all the way to the concert, which was over an hour away. My girlfriends <laughs> were going to be spending the night and we had a curfew. I was supposed to be home, I think, by midnight. I don't remember. And so we got back, made it to the concert safe, made it back safely. But these boys had gotten beer, and so they were, I lived in a very rural area, and they wanted to stop at the end of my dirt road before they dropped me off and actually drink a beer. And so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And so we were just hanging out, and they were about to drive me home up the road, but down the road comes this car and it was a dirt road, you know, so you couldn't really escape and down the road comes this car and it was my dad. Uh, uh, Dun, 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 like the Jaws music. (laughs) Right. And my mom had been nagging him so much, probably saying, we need you to call the hospitals, whatever, because I was late. And I was the kind of kid who was like, well, if I'm late, I'm really going to be late. Okay. I wasn't really a perfect child, but that's okay. It turned out. Okay. And so anyway, my dad gets out of the car. My dad was a big man. He says, well, hello, boys. In his deep voice, what's going on here? And of course, they had like were trying to hold their beers behind their backs. And he put—I'll never forget—my dad puts his foot up on the bumper of their car, and lights a cigarette. And he says, "I see there's some drinking going on here. How about we go back up to the house and have a conversation about it?" <laughs> and dun, yes dun, sir, dun, yes dun. dun 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 dun. Right. And again, this is 80s overprotective, but anyway. So, yeah, yeah, Michael. Yeah, my girlfriends and I, my two girlfriends, and I, we get in my car with my dad, in the car with my dad, and he's going to drive us back up the road to my house. And all of a sudden, we hear, <laughs> and they took off. And my girlfriends and I were so relieved, we're like, oh, good God, because it was going to be like an interrogation back up at my house. So the funny yeah. part of the story is, aside from the fact that later my dad told me, he, he knew, he's like, I knew they were going to do that. You know, they weren't going to see, you know face the fire back up at the house he's like and frankly i was glad that they did that because i got to go to bed but anyway (laughs) they the funny part of the story is they took off they went down the road and it was a curvy road out in the boonies they crashed into a fence and they were so scared my dad was coming after them the whole time and of course we didn't know i guess they took off at that point then as well left the fence broken went they went back they got they were good boys they got up early. And went the next morning and fixed the fence. And they said the whole time, and I didn't find this out until you know the next day at high school. They're like, "We were so scared. We thought your dad was going to come after us with a gun." And to this day, they still talk about how that was the scariest night of their life because my dad, you know, puts his foot up on the bumper. All right, boys, what's going on here? We're do you know scared. the whole time you were
1: talking about it? I just in my head just pictured him with this huge like rifle, like you know, like in like the old like westerns. You know what I'm talking? Yes. I don't know if rifle's the right gun. I don't know guns, but do you know what I mean, like those big guns and like. Totally, yeah i saw totally. him with a cowboy hat <laughs> and like oh, yeah. not even a cigarette the, you know what is it called like a weed do you know not a, not weed like you oh. smoke a tumbleweed yeah. thing is that what yeah, it's called it the, the that's how i picture hilarious. your dad <laughs> yeah oh
6: my god <laughs> but that, it was just so cute that's, that's like the lesson best. learned these poor boys got the bejesus scared out of them right yeah and my dad thought it was hilarious and he's like, I just yeah, wanted to get back to bed, damn it. You know, but anyway. So, <laughs> and that was an 80s overprotective parent, right?
1: <laughs> in, in, in a Western movie. <laughs> We've turned in it into a Western movie. A concert. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for calling and coming on Call Waiting. Thank you, Robin. I love you. And thank you, security. I hope you guys have a great day. You're the best. You too. Bye.
2: Can you imagine Dad doing that?
1: No. Um, I mean, you know what? Dad would like, because, you know, he loves talking to people he doesn't know. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) So, where are you guys
1: looking at college? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Are you looking at state schools, or <laughs> <laughs> what's your five-year plan? You know, you guys really aren't thinking. Like, I don't think he would yell. Ah, they're <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just—I don't see him yelling at them as much mm. as like asking them a lot of questions yeah, about their future. Yeah, and I—and—and and that being enough for them to go yeah. away and never wanting to talk to me. Crash into yeah. the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right,
2: let's go to another call. All right, Robin, uh, we have Susie on the line. Hi,
1: Susie. Welcome to Call Waiting. Hey Robin, how are you? I'm good. So today we're talking about overprotective parents. So what do you got for us?
6: Okay, so my dad was really overprotective when I was growing up,
0: and he would not let me sleep over at anybody's house. But it's not for the obvious reasons like people do these days. That he wasn't worried about abuse. He was
1: worried that if the house caught fire... The parents would grab their and not me. Wait, what, grab their own kids? Is that what you just said? It cut out. Yes. He would,
5: that,
1: <laughs> that, they would grab their own kids. And they would okay, honestly, me. he's right, though. No, yes, like,
5: he's
1: not wrong. <laughs> no, because <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like, wrong. yeah, most parents, like, if their kid is falling off a cliff or some other kid, they're going to save their own kid. Like, he's not wrong.
0: So this is what he would do. So he would say, Okay, well, you're gonna buy them to our house. I'm like, well, dad, you're gonna grab me and my brother. And he's like, Well, yeah, but that's what the rope's for. They can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a rope ladder. <laughs> <Who>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Was he really nervous about fires? <laughs> Also, doesn't I feel like a rope's pretty flammable? Maybe, maybe he really didn't care about the other kids. He was—he's proven his own point. I feel like thing. a rope is the last thing you want when a house is on fire. You know,
0: it's flammable, right? Nice.
4: Security, <laughs> 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 I'm not wrong, right?
1: so late like editing okay <laughs> i don't know it's just i have this old visual of just like a house on fire and your dad telling the kids go down that road <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and as the rope is
6: like in flames you know he's like, like if the rope's on fire he's like that's
1: your way out little little Debbie you go that way I'm gonna take Susie down the stairs where there's no fire and it's in the see said no let them stay over. No, you know what? I'm I'm Team Dad on this one. <laughs> Don't trust your kids at other people's houses, not for the reasons you think. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, Susie, thank you so much for calling in and making us laugh so hard. I know that wasn't your goal, but it, you did it. Oh no, it is funny. It, it cracks me up too. So thank you, Robin, for everything. Uh, well, thank you for coming on call. Waiting. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Oh my gosh, I don't know Uh, why
4: we found that uh, so funny You know what,
1: I said it And then I looked over at you And you were doing like a silent laugh Because I I know you sometimes try not to Mm -hmm. laugh In the middle of my conversation, But I just saw you not free Like your face was (laughs) turning red Oh my gosh See that again reminds me of grandpa Like I could see mom's dad doing that Like having a rope (laughs) case of a fire
2: Doused in kerosene. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, let's do one more call. Okay. All right, Robin. We have Laura on the line.
1: Hi, Laura. Welcome to call waiting. Hi, Robin. It's so good to hear you. This is exciting. So tell us, what is your overprotective story?
7: So yeah, so I'm almost 30 now. And up until the age of 21, my dad always stalked me everywhere I went. Um, He never trusted me because he thought I was a bad kid, uh, even though I never really gave him a reason to believe that. Um, Mm. But no matter what I did, you know, I was just never good enough for him. But anyways, when I was around the age of like 19, I had uh, the secret boyfriend who my dad thought was a friend, um, and he didn't like him as a friend. So one day, uh, I said I was spending the night at a friend's house, and he had the inclination to stalk me per usual, and ended up following me to his house. Um, I didn't know that he had followed me, so I went inside and everything like normal, and I guess my dad just drove away, Um, but he did see that my car was parked at his house. That night, uh, my boyfriend and I went to um, a birthday party. And stayed out late and we came back to his house and I spent the night. And then in the morning when I was getting ready to leave his house, I went outside to my car and noticed that my car had been keyed all over the front driver's side of the door. And I had a gut feeling that it was my dad that did it. So I called him and asked him if he was the one that keyed my car. And he said yes, because I didn't obey him when he had told me before to stay away from this guy. Um, so I decided Oh my to- goodness. <laughs> I decided to to then threaten my dad, in a sense, um, by telling him that I was going to call the cops and report him. But I only said that uh, because I knew he was like terrified of the cops. I never actually called the cops, but I didn't speak to my dad for a long time after that.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Uh, Were you like, did he have like a behavior of doing like things like stepping over the line like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that was just my youth was him stalking me everywhere I went, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. Do you talk to him now? Yeah, I do. I mean, that was, like,
7: a long time ago. So, you know, you just kind of try to keep things civil because, you know, family, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I do talk to I-
1: him now. I- I know it's so insane, like because you know sometimes you're like when it's a friend or a coworker, it's so easy to be like, you know, that's crazy. I'm never talking to you again. But when it's a parent or a sibling or a relative, it's like you want to keep the peace. You want to, you know, find a way to keep them. But I mean, that's that's crazy. It was, yeah. I I never imagined. Like, can you imagine a parent keying your car? Like, that's like out of the world. no 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 um, yeah. are you still with that are you still with that guy oh no absolutely not he was a jerk <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's not the point Damn. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he may have been right around about that guy <laughs> it was actually the guy that keyed your car and you blamed your dad on this whole time movie. oh my god can you imagine <laughs> right like it was actually the guy who was like like an awful person he's like I'm gonna drive a wedge between her and her father I'm oh gonna go god. key your car and then I'm sure it's not the case I'm clearly <laughs> just like making stuff up for a lifetime movie you know right. but you know that would be a good, actually would be a good movie <laughs> and then you didn't That'd talk to your dad for 20 years and then it turned out right. on his deathbed he said I didn't key your car you know but anyway <laughs> I'll sell it to Lifetime one day. Okay. Um, well, funny. thank you for coming on call waiting and share. This is this is wild, but um, I hope now you keep all good, healthy relationships in your life because you deserve it. Thank you, I appreciate that, and thank you for everything you do. I love watching your Instagram stories; they really make me uh, happy. Thank you, and thank you for being around and supporting me. Um, all right, all happiness to you. Thank you so much for coming on call waiting thank you so much you know what this whole episode made me realize about Robin and security what we can't listen to anything without making it a movie in our head yeah like so one person telling us about her dad and the like, like one story literally had about kids driving with drinking and all I was thinking yeah. was a western movie you mm-hmm. know or this girl saying how her dad keyed the car and all I was thinking lifetime movie Like and we got a slapstick
2: are, comedy with the roped uh, yeah, fire oh, yeah
1: like fire and saving children all we're thinking about is a rom-com I don't know why that's a rom-com, but like a a slapstick comedy. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't know if something tragic happens or bad happens the first thing we think of is how can moving. we make it into a movie yeah do you think it's because we really should be in better therapy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to process trauma we yeah. just think of it as it's fake it's, <laughs> it's not can't let your brain feel real <laughs> emotion but you know what I think that's why people appreciate us mm-hmm. we don't dive deep nope <laughs> we keep it real at the surface yes yeah. um alright well the, oh no you're in the segment <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I did
2: research on this one.
1: Oh, great! I, all right, let's do. Oh, well, thank you, everyone, for calling in. Now we're going to do a securities end segment. All
2: right. So, Robin, this is all about parents. This episode, correct? Correct. So, what I did was I interviewed our parents to find out facts about them that you wouldn't know. Wait, and this you, is facts about our
1: parents. Our parents.
2: I'm going to say a fact, and you got to tell me: is it mom or dad? Okay. Do you think is this is going to be
1: universally interesting? Like, we'll. Fa- we'll followers or listeners,
2: like, care. Maybe they'll make it into a movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A silent (laughs) film. (laughs) With no subtitles. (laughs) You know, like in the black and white films, like, back in the day, uh it was just like, like, just music. Mm -hmm. I hope that's this segment. With my mouth moving (laughs) and no one hearing what I'm saying.
2: Okay, go. All right, so, this parent of ours is allergic to strawberries. I have to get... Ugh, I know it's mom, and it's not strawberries; it's apples. No, it's strawberries. Also,
1: no, it's apples. It's strawberries. Okay, next. put her on the phone. <laughs> Let, let's
2: keep this. Show. Let's keep this segment moving. We don't have to extend it any longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, this parent graduated college first. Okay, well, dad's older, but mom is smarter. I'm going to go, mom. Correct, mom did. Um, okay, here's another one.
1: Okay, okay, I'm
2: so sorry. No, 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 okay, okay, this is really about you. Okay, okay, your middle name, <laughs> yeah, is um, the first letter is because of this parent's wait, wait, grandfather. Say that again. What <laughs> your middle name, Hope, wait, yeah, the H is from, yeah, this parent's grandfather. <laughs> I don't know, dad, dad's grandfather, yeah, started with an H, and that's why you're what's his name, Herman.
1: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> how many more
1: do we have to do? Seven. Oh, okay. No, no, no.
2: No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay do you even know this is a bad game? This is a great game. Gonna, do is you great. know when an end segment's flopping I or not? I texted no? you.
2: Yes, I do you know. You texted me what? That this is a great end segment No, today. I know. But like, so how do you think this segment's going? Wait, I One more. One more. Okay. Okay. This parent of ours mm-hmm. is the one that <laughs> came up with the Y in your name. <laughs> a mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dad gonna, was actually convinced that it was an I Yeah, I know. He until, wrote it eye on the birth certificate and mom had to change it. Oh, you know this.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. I, you know, because people sometimes think I'm too hard on you. So okay. I just want you to rate how you think this end segment was. Honestly. $100, don't give it. <laughs> don't try to be funny. How do you think? Don't put it on me. No, because people think I'm too harsh (laughs) on you. I just want to know what you, how you, like, how would you rate this performance?
2: I think. Okay. 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 Staying on topic of the (laughs) thing. Okay. I'd give it a six. A six Okay. (laughs) You have very
1: good (laughs) self-esteem. <laughs> no, no, it was good. I mean, I would, I wouldn't. Okay. Anyway, first <laughs> off, I just want to thank everyone for calling in. If you ever want to know the topic, uh, just follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Robin Shaw. Comment because that's where I say the topic every week. Because I love hearing from you guys and want you to call in again if you would like to see me live on tour head over to robinshaw.com to find the cities dates and times and to buy your tickets and um security I give you a 6-2 thank
2: you okay
1: <laughs> alright guys oh we have another call call waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Picot editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales-Picot Guest booking by Allie Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296.
5: Betches.